Inna alhamdulillah Salatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa anwala Obad My dear brothers and sisters We have been speaking about this ayat of the Quran That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَمَا الْحَيَاتُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاوُ الْغُرُورِ The question that needs to be answered also in this connection is what is the meaning of dunya? Because dunya is not uh, understood. Of course, one of the regular meanings of the word dunya is the world. And hayatu dunya is the life of this world. But what is the meaning of dunya in the Quranic context? And why is dunya seen as negative? Now, many times we, sometimes people are mistaken and they think that dunya means money and money is negative. Something is wrong with money. Uh, people sometimes think that uh, power or authority is uh, dunya and therefore that is negative. So one must uh, shun money and, and wealth and one must shun any form of authority and power and so on. But if we look at the seerah of Rasulullah and if we look at the seerah of the Sahaba, these are the sources for us to understand the meaning of the Quran. The life of Rasulullah is a living example of the tafsir of the Quran. Now if you look at the life of the Prophet and the Sahaba, we do not see this understanding of the meaning of dunya. We do not see them as uh, people who left the dunya or who shunned the dunya, uh, who did not, uh, who did not, you know, earn money or who were against uh, wealth and power. Uh, you actually see the opposite of that because if you take the time of the Futuhat, uh, and if you take the time of uh, the conquest uh, of uh, Islam, you will find that uh, people like Sayyidina Awarim al-Khattab who is among the Khulafah Rashida, uh, actually promoted the Futuhat. He promoted the conquest and uh, huge amounts of money and huge amounts of wealth and huge amounts of, uh, obviously there was a lot of power and authority involved. So, and even by even in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, people like Sayyidina Osman ibn Affan, Sayyidina Abdurrahman ibn Auf, uh, Sayyidina Abu Talha al-Ansari, uh, several of the Sahaba who were, uh, and many others, who were wealthy and who did business and who prospered. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi never said to them that this is wrong and you should not do it or anything like this. So now we find that uh, we have a situation where uh, on the one hand, if we believe that wealth is what is wrong, then you have uh, not one but many examples of the Sahaba uh, who actually, uh, in a manner of speaking, they uh, pursued wealth and they accumulated wealth. So, what is dunya? Uh, the way to understand that is what the Mufassirin have said, is that dunya is the, me, is the name given to destruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dunya is the name given to ghaflat. Ignoring Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu. This is dunya. It is not wealth, it is not power, it is not uh, desire and so on and so on. It is what all that does with respect to the tawajjo on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So if we have wealth which does not distract from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is not dunya. That wealth is not dunya. So wealth in itself is not dunya. It is not, nothing is wrong with money. It's a question of does that thing distract us from Allah? Does it produce ghaflat? Uh, there's nothing wrong with comfort provided it does not produce ghaflat. There's nothing wrong, Sulaiman alayhi salam, if you see uh, among the anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, what comfort did he uh, not have and what wealth did he not have. But he was an anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the issue is not of wealth, it's the issue is not of power. Issue is of what it does to you. So now if you have, even if you have a little bit of money, but if that money is resulting in ghaflat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you have a little bit of comfort, but that comfort, uh, it's like uh, Mufti Meng says, he says you go to the gym and you lift uh, 100 kilograms, but uh, you can't lift the blanket off your face to get up in time for Salatul Fajr. So are you strong? Uh, you, you think you are strong because you lift 100 kilos, but to Salatul Fajr, you can't lift the sheet or the blanket off your, off your face or off your body uh, to get up for Salatul Fajr. So you can't even lift that, whatever it is, you know, maybe uh, 100 grams or whatever. So where is the strength? So the question is that what is comfort doing to us? It is producing ghaflat. Distraction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is wealth doing? Producing So if we have wealth and comfort and so on, but that does not produce dif- uh, distraction from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, does not produce ghafla, then this is not dunya. On the contrary, for example, if somebody goes to work and this person goes with the niya that I want to work today and I want to work in my business or I want to grow this business so that this business becomes an icon for a Muslim business so that I can showcase Islam through this business so that I can show to the world what a beautiful system of uh, business and justice and customer service and customer satisfaction and quality and all of this that Islam promotes. I want to show this to the world and with this intention the person goes to work, with this intention the person builds a business, so obviously the business cannot cannot possibly have any haram in it because you can't be showcasing Islam and have haram. So the business is halal, your work is halal and obviously you cannot be leaving your salah and so forth at the time when it comes, so you are doing that. And all the time you are working, you are engaged in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with this intention that you want to showcase Islam, then inshallah this entire day that you spend in your workplace becomes ibadah. It it's actually becomes worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even though you may be making a million dollars a minute, it is not dunya, it is something which is the na'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which Allah has given. So dunya is not the presence or absence of wealth. Similarly, Blessing of Allah is not the presence and absence of wealth. People uh, accumulate wealth in haram ways and then they say this is the rahmat of Allah. It cannot be the rahmat of Allah because your, your means of, of acquisition of wealth is haram. So dunya is the me- name for ghaflat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's very important to understand this and not to fall into the trap of ghaflat from Allah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially with the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a way of reminding you if you forget. And sometimes that is very painful because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that we remember Allah only when there is trouble. So if you don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ease, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you reason to remember Him. And I don't advise anyone to invite that because then you will be in serious trouble and then you will 
Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly, 24 hours. Because you've got this thing hanging over your head, you know, whatever it is. So don't put yourself in that position by uh, forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah has given you wealth, because He has kept you safe, because He has given you comfort, and you forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you reason to remember Him. So let's not fall into that trap and uh, invite this reason to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly that Allah has kept us safe, it has, he, has, he has given us wealth, He has given us power, He has given us comfort, so that we thank Allah and we remain in a state of uh, tawajjo towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, dunya is the name for ghaflat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what is the means by which this ghaflat is for, for different people it is different things for someone it is laziness for someone it is uh, you know uh, entertainment for someone it is wealth and, and so on and so it's not the same thing for everybody so that's why we need to look into our own lives and say what is my dunya for each one it is different i want to end with this uh, beautiful uh, story from the seerah of abu talha al ansari where he was praying he was praying a nafil salah in his garden, he had a very beautiful uh, date palm uh, orchard and uh, with, a, with, with, a, with a well of sweet water and so on in it. So he was praying uh, in, the, in his garden, he was praying in Afil Salah and a beautiful bird flew in and uh, it flew around and it couldn't get out because of the thickness of the uh, date fronds. And this distracted the attention of Abu Talal Ansar. He was in Salah and it distracted his attention because the bird was flying around in front of him. And he forgot which rakat he was in. Now he finished his salah and he went to Nabi Sallallahu and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I want to give this garden in charity. I'm giving this garden. This, you're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands worth of real estate. It's not, we're not talking about some simple thing. We're talking about something which is very serious. Now he said, I want to give this garden in charity. Nabi Sallallahu said, why, why do you want to do that? Uh, he said, Ya Rasulullah, this is what happened. I was praying and this bird came and it flew around. And it distracted my attention from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I don't want this thing. I want to give this in charity. Now think about this. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam didn't tell him, Aray, chodo yaar, kuch nahi, it's okay, once in a while it happens. Do sajda sahu or something. You know, it's all right, nothing wrong. No. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted that charity. He said, he took it and he gave it away. He distributed this in charity as per the uh, desire of Abu Talha Ansari. He did not tell Abu Talha, don't do it. And Abu Talal Ansari, he felt he is, this is the right thing to do and he did it. Why? Because the ghaflat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is such a big musibah. It is a huge, huge problem. Today we fall into this trap even with regard to the first salawat. We are talking about, we are talking about no ghaflat of Allah 24 hours. We are not talking about the first salah. The first salah goes without saying. The first salah goes without saying. Right? I mean, nobody has to tell you that when you come out of the house, wear, wear, wear your trousers. Yeah? That, that, somebody might tell you wear this, this kind of clothes or that. Nobody has to tell you, put on your trousers. Because unless you are mad, you will not leave your house without your trousers on. So, first salah is like that. It's like your trousers. If you don't pray your first salah, it means you're walking around without your trousers. It, that's absolutely, the whole point of farth is farth. So, the whole issue is that if we allow ghaflat to happen, then ghaflat will take us to this point where even farsala is left. And then we pray it somewhere or we don't pray it at all or we forget or what not. So, very important to understand. Let us not fall into this trap. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us blessings. Let us deal with that with tawajjah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No ghaflat. And then whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, inshallah, this is khair. And then we take it in a halal way and we spend it in a halal way and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for reward. But if we allow ghaflat to happen, and if you allow our wealth and our, our 
health and our uh, comfort and so on to distract us. As I said, beware, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his ways of then reminding you. And I don't wish that on anybody. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, help us to do that which is pleasing to him and to save us from that which is not pleasing to him. Wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa rahmatika rahmatika rahmatika.